0: This episode of the Amy podcast, I'm Terry Baker. In this episode of the Amy podcast, we're talking with Ben Singh Wang, who is the first ever recipient of the Amy and Triadmetics John D Hughes Iconoclast Award. Dr. Wang was recognized for his achievement earlier this month at the Amy Exchange in Cleveland, Ohio. A long-time leader in the field of healthcare technology management, Dr. Wang currently is director of quality and regulatory affairs at Greenwood Marketing LLC, formerly WRP32 Management Inc., as well as an independent consultant with BSI. He has received numerous awards over the years, including two-time recipient of the ACCE Management Achievement Award, a winner of the Amy Clinical Biomedical Engineering Achievement Award and recipient of two Best Article Awards for papers he and his co-authors published in Amy's B.I.N.T. Journal. In 2015, he was bestowed the ACCE Lifetime Achievement Award. And in 2017, he was inducted into the Clinical Engineering Hall of Fame. Welcome to the show, Ben Singh. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, especially uh, since we are old friends.
0: Yes, it's uh, been a while since we've had a chance to talk, and so I was very excited to see you would be the guest for this episode. Thank you. Ben Singh, you're the first winner of the new Amy and Trimedics John D. Hughes Iconoclast Award. Congratulations. What makes you an iconoclast?
1: Well, first, I'd like to say that I'm greatly honored and humbled by this award. Although I'm not sure this is the title of iconoclast, because I look at uh, the cherry and it says something like uh, persons who destroy religious images or oppose their veneration uh, or attack uh, beliefs or institutions. I don't think I'm (laughs) really any one of those kind of uh, definitions. The only thing that I've been doing is really to question beliefs and practices in our profession that do not seem to be firmly grounded in objective evidence. In other words, I'm basically only trying to apply the scientific method that I learned in school uh, in order to try to improve our profession and, above all, the care of patients.
0: Sure, sure. And, yeah, I have to admit that uh, to ensure I really understood what iconoclast is, I checked out the synonyms, and we'll probably go with, like, revolutionary or reformer. Like you said, challenging the beliefs long-held beliefs in the profession. In honor of the person the award is named after, can you tell us something about John Hughes? Did you have the opportunity to work with him closely on issues?
1: I first met John at Amy meetings uh, way back uh, some 30 years ago and later got to know him better when he did the magic PRN uh, where I was working around 1997. Although I never worked directly with John on specific projects, uh, we collaborated with several other leaders of the field in fighting against the potential FDA regulations of medical servicing back in 1997 and uh, a few other similar type of uh, projects. Then we had less interactions after he left his uh, old job and went to work for the computer science corporation. However, later, when I joined Aramark, John was a key member of a um, Aramark client called Bounce Health. So we both had to be somewhat careful in separating personal and business relationships. Nonetheless, the uh, we remained friends and even went out for an ocean fishing trip. John was always very professional, kind, incisive, and humble. He would never accept any nonsense or poorly founded arguments. He was always objective and impartial. Similarly, uh, he was a very respectable and dignified professional to work with, and also a nice person to have a friendly beer afterward.
0: <laughs> well, that's always nice. Ben thank you for sharing your remembrances of John Hughes. What issue do you feel most passionately about in HTM, and why? I think we
1: need to evolve from a craftsmanship type of approach to a more truly professional discipline in which the work is planned, implemented, evaluated, and continually improved based on concrete data and evidence, rather than just using our intuition and subjective perceptions. Every action we take must be justified by objective evidence, and we need to be humble enough to learn from our own mistakes, as well as those made by others. So, we can continue to improve healthcare through better maintenance and management of technology.
0: So, you recently authored a book titled Clinical Engineering, Financial Management, and Benchmarking. In the financial management chapter of the book, you use fictitious case study data to explain how clinical engineering or HTM departments can effectively budget. What are the key takeaways from this chapter?
1: Well, first, I must say that although the data was not Acquired from the National Hospital, they were based on data collected from hundreds of acute care hospitals in the United States. So the case study is quite realistic. And the main message that I was trying to convey is that HTM leaders must be proficient in finance and use their financial data to communicate effectively. The supervisors and other department leaders, who typically are not very familiar with the intricacies of technology, are certainly well-versed in finance. Actually, many of them have MBAs. By using financial data, I believe HTM leaders can gain better recognition and support from their colleagues and supervisors. In fact, I think without financial management, one would have to drop the letter M from HTM. Right. There is no real management without financial components.
0: That's a great point. It's uh, it's important to deliver the right service, quality service, but you've got to do it within a budget, don't you? Absolutely. So in the benchmarking chapter of the book, you describe the rather lackluster history of benchmarking in HTM. What are your thoughts on the shortcomings we've seen in HTM benchmarking? And what needs to change to make it more effective?
1: Indeed, benchmarking has not gained proper recognition among my colleagues. I have the impression that there are several reasons behind it. One seems to be the fear of sharing data that could be used against themselves later. The other reason is, say, foolhardiness. In other words, believing that by not performing benchmarking, they can avoid the risks or being questioned or taken over by outsourcing companies. This is obviously an illusion, as hospital administrators often use consulting companies to evaluate the performance of their departments, and benchmarking by consultants is actually often more humble and actual data is not available and the consulting companies will just put in whatever information they have. As an example, recently the company Remy, uh, is a maintenance insurance company, published a blog uh, on April the 3rd of this year citing the benchmarking the statistics that I published a few years ago and they are using that now to market their insurance program which has made benchmarking that effective and desirable.
0: All great points. I always say I'd rather know the facts, the truth, and even if I'm uh, making mistakes or, or I need to improve somewhere, it's better to face that and do it with data than to uh, try to brush it under the rug or uh, push off the, uh, as you mentioned, you know, those questions. You really want to be able to um, show that you know what's going on in your environment and you're, uh, you know, you're addressing. We're, none of us are perfect, so if that benchmarking shows you need some improvement, then that's what you do.
1: Absolutely.
0: So do you have any words of advice for future iconoclasts out there? What's the best way to affect positive change?
1: Well, all joking aside uh, about the the name iconoclasts, I think the role that uh, the future iconoclasts play is and rules with a strict code of ethics. Otherwise, we'll continue to suffer from a lack of respect and support from our colleagues and supervisors.
0: So what's the one thing about you, Bensing Singh, that your peers in the HTM community might be surprised to learn?
1: Well, this is a tough question. Uh, I've been visible to the public for uh, some time, so it's unlikely that anyone will be surprised by anything I know about me. Uh, this is especially true uh, after 24 by 7 magazine published recently an article about me, uh, calling me a hero, which I certainly don't deserve. <laughs> but uh maybe I can throw this in here by telling my colleagues that I never finished high school, actually. I was two years shy of graduating from high school. I earned a scholarship to attend a so-called college prep course. I completed the course and then I went and took the college exam, plus in Brazil where the exam is much more complicated, rigorous than the SAT here in the US because uh, it had five sections and it took five days to take. Wow! Uh, and I passed the exam. So instead of returning to high school, I went to take a so-called, I guess, uh, high school equivalency test, something like that, sure. and then just uh, went to college. This is, I guess, part of the reason that I often say, you know, don't consider maintenance completion as a significant metric for measuring how effective is your maintenance program because it's like school attendance. It doesn't matter whether you attend it or not attend it. The important thing is whether you can pass an exam. So, and I took the exam and passed, so I think I'm okay there.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's a that's a fun tidbit that we didn't know. I have been working with you, I think, one way or another for maybe 13 years. So, that's uh, a fun tidbit for me to learn. Thank you. Well, Ben Singh, I appreciate you uh, joining us to discuss, you know, your uh, role as an iconoclast and some of your perspectives on ways that HTM can improve. And uh look forward to taking an opportunity to read the book. So, Again, Benson, thank you for joining us to discuss today's topic.
1: Thank you so much, Terry, for your kind host the uh, podcast here, and I look forward to continuing to interact with you in the future. Thank you.
0: Sounds great. I would like to thank you, our listener, for joining us today. For more great content, please stop by AAMI.org. For this episode of the AMI Podcast, I'm Terry Baker.